Introducing a celebration of growing stuff. And your host for this gargantuan gardening gala is Miss Danielle. Announcer guy, um, I, I think you have the wrong intro. Um, it's supposed to be the digging in the dirt song, uh, not Halloween music. Well, isn't this your Halloween episode? Well, yeah, and but. And doesn't this sound particularly Halloween y? Well, yeah, so but. So perhaps you should just say thank you. Listen, it is our Halloween episode, but we're still going to be talking about fun gardening stuff, so our regular introduction song, please? Fine, fine. So I guess I can take these out, too. <laughs> what are those? Well, I wanted to show everyone my vampire teeth. <laughs> you do realize this is a podcast. Uh, no one can see you. I guess it slipped my mind. Now that's scary. What? Nothing. During Halloween season, we seem to see pumpkins nearly everywhere we look. Why is that? And how can we grow some in our own gardens? Luckily, we have a pumpkin expert to answer these questions and more. Introducing Darby Anderson from the Michigan State University Tollgate Farm and Education Center. Hi, Darby. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, we're so happy to talk to you about pumpkins today. Uh, why is it that we see so many pumpkins this time of year? So there's obviously a lot of history and lore around why we all started carving pumpkins kind of around the end of October. Um, but from a farmer's perspective, and I'm a farmer, um, I like to think about it because it's when they're ready to grow or ready, ready to harvest. So pumpkins are planted in the spring and they grow throughout the summer. And then when we get into the fall, when the leaves start changing and it starts getting colder is when they're ready to be harvested. Is it difficult to grow pumpkins? What do they need to succeed? So pumpkins are actually pretty easy to grow. Really all you need to do is take a seed and you stick it in the ground and you want to make sure it's in an area that has a lot of space because they do like to spread out. Those vines can go a couple of feet and you want to make sure it has lots of sunlight because just like all plants, they need a lot of sunlight to grow. And then once they're in the ground, you keep it watered and you watch it grow and you'll see lots of bees everywhere. So it's a pretty easy, pretty easy crop to grow. Why would we see bees everywhere? Well, the, the plants need to be pollinated. So pumpkins, just like any kind of squash, have a bunch of these big, beautiful orange flowers that the bees need to come through, and they'll take the pollen from one flower and take it to the next flower. And then that pollination allows for the plant to create uh, the wonderful pumpkins that we then get to enjoy this time of year. Wow. Now, I read that there are over 150 different kinds of pumpkins. With so many to choose from, how do we know which are the best for carving and for eating? That's such a great question. There's so many, and they come in different colors and sizes. Some have those weird little warts on them. And so it's really important to know that really any kind of pumpkin is good for carving. Um, but if you're going to want, if you want to eat the pumpkin, if you're going to make a pumpkin pie or pumpkin bread or something like that, you want to make sure that you get what's called a pie pumpkin. And pie pumpkins are a special kind of pumpkin grown 
for a very high sugar content, so it's nice and sweet when you cook or bake with it. Um, and it also has a lot of like a thick skin that you can kind of really work with and cook down and turn into your pumpkin purees that you then put in your dishes. One last question, Darby. Do you have a favorite way to enjoy pumpkins? Uh, well, as a kid, it was definitely pumpkin pie. My brother's birthday is in October, and we'd always have a pumpkin pie for his birthday. But lately, I've been really enjoying it um, kind of pureed and added to pasta as a pasta sauce, and it's really good. Ooh, I like that idea. I may have to steal that one. (laughs) And there you have it, the garden treat that's fun to carve and eat. Thanks, Darby. You're welcome. Thank you. Miss Danielle? Yes, announcer guy? Well, I realize you've wrongly insisted that this Halloween episode should not include spooky music. I wonder if I might add a bit of announcery flair to the festivities. Well, sure, you are the announcer. What do you have in mind? Well, you see, I have in my possession a voice-changing device that can lower the pitch and tone of my sweet, velvety delivery to one that more closely resembles a spooky, scary ghost. So by speaking into this device, you're going to sound like a spooky ghost? Bingo. I don't know. I'm I'm not so sure about this. I just... (sighs) And done. Prepare to be scared. (laughs) Boo! Happy Halloween, folks. You see? Isn't everything a little spookier this way, Miss Danielle? Um, announcer guy, I think you have it on the wrong setting. Why? What does it sound like? Kinda like a cute and fuzzy chipmunk? A cute and fuzzy chipmunk? I am not a cute and fuzzy chipmunk. You gotta be kidding me. I paid a fortune for this thing. That's the last time I buy something off of Marketplace. You fooled me for the last time, Voice-O-Matic 3000. (sighs) I gotta go see about a warranty. Hang in there, announcer guy. How about a little music to cheer you up? From our debut album, Motown is Growtown, here's a little tune about another one of our fall favorites. It's Apples. Apples, I love you, you know that I do. this time of year in storybooks and Halloween decorations, and they are bats. But what do bats have to do with gardening? Here to tell us is wildlife educator Sarah Pavlisak. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm so glad you're here to talk about bats. And they are super cool animals, that's for sure. But why should gardeners care about them? Bats are mammals, and they represent 20% of all the mammals on Earth. 
there are over 1,400 different species of bats, and all of bats are referred to as a keystone species. This means that they are essential to our earth, to plants, and to the people that live on earth. How are they important to plants? Bats are so important for plants for many reasons. One, if bats eat fruit that grows on plants, they're going to be eating the whole fruit and eating all of the seeds that are inside of the fruit. Then they fly across the sky, and while they're flying, they're actually going to the bathroom. And in their droppings are those plant seeds. So they eat fruit. And then as they fly around the sky, they're spreading the seeds everywhere they fly. Wait a second, Sarah. Are you telling me that bats spread seeds through their poop? They do. Their poop is so important to growing trees and shrubs and fruits and flowers and a lot of the plants that we have here today. Bats are so important to the rainforest and tropical ecosystems because they love to eat fruit. They eat a lot of the same fruits that we love to eat, like bananas and mangoes, guava or figs. They eat those fruits and then disperse their seeds to grow even more fruits. Now, Sarah, we're familiar with bees and butterflies being pollinators to some of the foods we eat, Are bats pollinators too? Bats are really important pollinators. Where bees and butterflies and other insects are pollinating in the day, we need bats because they're awake at night, which is called nocturnal. So they fly around at night and they are our nighttime pollinators. Now, some bats, If they don't eat fruit, some may eat nectar. That is the special juice inside of the flowers that they love to drink. And so while they're eating nectar, they're sticking their little furry faces down into the flowers. And the pollen is covering their faces, their wings, and their fur. So they're able to spread pollen from one flower to another as they go around drinking the nectar. So not only are bats important to the foods we eat, but also the flowers we grow too? Yes, we need bats to help us grow fruits that we love to eat. We need the bats to help spread pollen to grow more flowers. But we also need bats to eat the insects off of our plants and our garden to keep our food safe. Oh yeah, bats eat bugs. Yes, especially in North America, the bats we have here are insect-eating bats. And even though our bats are very small when they fly in the sky, if you see one little bat in your backyard, that bat could eat up to 5,000 insects in one night. So they're so important for insect control, and they really help our farmers. Sometimes, Farmers may need to spray chemicals on their food or their crops to keep those pesky bugs from eating their food. But we don't want chemicals on the foods that we eat. So bats are nature's way of helping us to keep those pesky insects off of our food 
off of the farmer's crops. And now we don't have to spray them with chemicals because the bats will eat all those bugs. Wow, Sarah. Do you have any other fun facts about bats to share with the gardeners listening? Yes. For all our gardeners out there, you may like to put fertilizer in your gardens to help your plants grow. Now we talked about bat poop earlier, and that is also known as guano. For bats that eat fruits, there are seeds in their droppings. But for our insect eating bats, their guano, you can actually buy at the store and their droppings are sparkly from all the insects that they eat. It is an amazing fertilizer for your gardens. So if you're thinking about growing a garden, you can collect the bat droppings from a bat house or you can purchase some sparkly bat guano to put in your garden. Bats, the garden helpers with sparkly poop. So glad to have Sarah on the Poopcast today, the podcast today. Hey, announcer guy, before we go, I just wanted to take a moment to wish you a happy harvesty Halloween and to give you this. For me? Why, it's a jack-o'-lantern with an image of a microphone carved into it. Yeah, I know how much you love Halloween and you weren't having much luck celebrating the way you wanted to today, so I was hoping this would brighten your day. Well, I, I don't know what to say. Perhaps you should just say thank you. Thank you, Miss Danielle. You're welcome, announcer guy. And there you have it, from apples and bats to giant pumpkins, wishing you a terrifically tasty happy harvest from Growtown. Growtown is a multimedia endeavor for children. Using gardening as our conduit, we seek to instill a sense of belonging, gratitude, and wonderment for the world outside our windows, and a simple love of growing stuff. Music, garden, community, Growtown. For free coloring pages, videos, music, and more, visit growtown.com. That's G R O T O W N.com. <laughs> <laughs>